Hello and welcome to Homeowner AF. I'm your host, Brianna Goslin, mortgage agent and educator. And before we begin, I want you to have a listen to a reel that was done by today's guest. Her name is Alexandra Tejeda. And last year, she posted a reel that showed up on my Explore page about her journey to home ownership. So take a listen, and then we'll get right into the interview with Alexandra. I started out in real estate about two years ago when I had a very general idea of the home buying process, but now I have a, a really clear vision on the home buying process. And it may not be the easiest thing, but it's definitely worth it. Number one is I made a lot of sacrifices. So I dyed my hair from blonde back to brown to save some money, stopped getting my nails done, which is tragic, moved back home so that I could save on rent. And then also I had to get like a side hustle as well, just to help. Again, being in the business now for around two years, I've learned a lot just through doing that, but I've also talked to a lot of people. I've talked to private money lenders, to mortgage agents, and I've gotten a more clear idea of what to expect. And because I was so green in the beginning, I asked a lot of stupid questions and you know, people would treat me like I'm dumb, but I don't care. I would just kept asking, asking, asking. And you also hear a lot of no's along the way. I heard that it wouldn't be possible for me to buy or whatever the case is, but I just kept asking until I met the right people and got the right answers, which is yes. So the three things I'm doing now is really focusing on my income. So trying to make the most amount that I can so that I can qualify for more. Also just continuing to get my credit score up and up and up and continuing to save for a down payment as well. When buyers come to me and they tell me that they're 12 to 24 months out, I say, that's totally fine. That's a a good time to start, you know, the process. So don't be discouraged. Keep going and follow my journey to get my first property in my 20s. So welcome to Homeowner AF, Alexandra Tejeda. We have a realtor with us today um, who's in the GTA, but you know what? I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about yourself, Alexandra. Nice to have you here. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm a podcast host, so it's kind of weird being the guest, but thank you for having me on. Um, And yeah, no, I'm a realtor. I'm mostly in Toronto, sometimes in Oakville. Um, I've been a realtor for about two years now and yeah, I'm just really into like helping first time home buyers or investors and I've just figured out a lot along the way myself. So yeah, it's definitely cool to be on just to kind of talk about myself, my own journey, and then also kind of what's happening in the market. Absolutely. So you kind of have that personal uh, viewpoint, especially for the first time home buyers. you can see what they're going through and support them through that journey. That's amazing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So tell me, I always like to ask people, especially in the real estate world, what's your origin story? Like nobody grows up saying, I want to be a realtor. I want to be a mortgage agent. I mean, kudos to them if they do. But uh, when did that first become a an aspiration for you? So my mom has been a realtor for about like eight, eight to 10 years now. And I have always been in like the service industry. Like I've either been a server or personal training. Um, And she was always pushing me to be in real estate, but I always said no. Like, I'm glad that I actually didn't make the move until I was ready. Um, So I was, it was like COVID. I feel like that's when everybody had their midlife crisis. So it was COVID. (laughs) And um, yeah, I was doing personal training like throughout all of COVID. I had kind of my own business. I was doing everything through YouTube. And um, I learned a lot through all these businesses as well um, that kind of led into real estate. But I don't know, I was kind of over it. I really loved the gym and being a personal trainer, it was kind of taking away from my love of the gym. So uh, I decided to make a change when I was ready. And then I got my license in November 2021. So yeah, almost two years. But because my mom was already a realtor, I feel like I it was a good like segue. Like I already had a, a bit of experience before becoming a realtor. 
Um, and I wanted to make money. Sorry, but I wanted to make money. So that's why I got into the business. But now being in the business, it's it is a lot more than that. I love helping people. I'm obsessed with like the client journey. And uh, just I my tagline is like making real estate fun, because sometimes it can be quite boring, or I take on a lot of the stress for my clients. But yeah, I like to make it fun, make it seamless. And um, yeah, like that's kind of how that all came to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so funny because I I myself started in the service industry too. And you you hear that a lot um, in this industry. And I, I love that because it makes it kind of less daunting to enter that kind of industry. Everybody's very friendly, very sociable. Um, yeah. And we love an entrepreneurship story. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Um, so uh, as I've spoken about in the intro, I found you oh. off of a reel on my Explorer page oh. because obviously we chat about the same things, first time home buyers, real estate in the GTA. And it was, I played it in the intro and it had such great takeaways. And I thought that it was very relatable. I could see my clients in you when you were speaking and, but you were doing what I tell my clients to do. <laughs> You've kind of already gone through the journey. Um, yeah. So before we get into what you're doing to become a cash flow queen, <laughs> your podcast, um, let's talk about the challenges that exist for first time homebuyers, specifically in the GTA. What are you mm-hmm. seeing right now? And for anybody listening, it is September 2023. We're coming off hot off of a hold from the Bank of Canada um, after a ton of consecutive rate hikes. So tell us, Alexandra, what does the landscape look like for folks trying to buy their first homes in the GTA? Yes. So obviously it's expensive. Like that's the number one uh, takeaway that we get. I honestly think it's easier than leasing. Like, yes, you have to take time to build your credit and build up a down payment. Leasing, helping my clients lease has been crazy. So I honestly like it's so funny when you buy, all you need is money and your ID. When you lease, they ask you for your firstborn child. Like it is crazy. So I, to me personally, I think buying is easier. Obviously right now with the higher interest rates, it's like harder to pass the stress test and whatever, become qualified. Uh, but what goes up must come, come down. Like I know that the rates will eventually come down again. And it's also been better because at least in this landscape, you have a little bit more negotiating power as a buyer. So yeah, definitely harder to qualify, but there's still ways around that. There's where there's a way, where there's a way, there's a will, where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) Uh, And, um, and yeah, I, I personally think that it's easier than leasing, but yeah. And it's something that I've always wanted to do myself, but yeah. That's such an interesting perspective because that is not something that I've heard yet, but I know, well, because you're just kind of taking one thing out of the equation. If you have cash in hand, yeah, mm-hmm. it's easier to buy. And what's happening too, um, I have listeners all over Canada and Ontario. So if you're not familiar with what's happening in the GTA, um, some people who actually do have access to equity still can't rent in the interim while they're looking for a property, even if they're paying a year ahead. And these things aren't regulated. So mm-hmm. landlords can take the biggest chunk of change up front. And then unfortunately, the people who get left behind are the people who have not, who don't have assets. So first time home buyers, um, or yeah, exactly. Having such a difficult time leasing a property because they're going up against homeowners or people with considerable assets. So that's, yeah, that is an interesting perspective, Alexandra, and I appreciate that. So coming from 
that perspective, it may be easier to purchase a home. What can people do to make it a little bit easier? So I'm talking about long-term habits, like the ones that you spoke about in the real. What have you been doing um, to get closer to that property? Yeah. So I like desperately wanted a property. I don't know what it is. Um, Cause a lot of my family, like they don't own any property. My, my grandma. It's ambition. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> my grandma did buy a property, but I advised her against it, but that's fine. She got emotional about the buy. She bought at the top of the market. Now it's not worth that. And it's a condo. So it's just been difficult. I told them to try and get a multifamily, but nobody listens to me. So that's fine. But I, I've, always wanted investment properties. I would uh, like passive income. Of course, I know that it's not always passive. Um, but yeah, it's just something I've always wanted. I guess getting into this business and reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's more when my mindset kind of changed. But yeah, so the things that I did was I moved out of my apartment, which sucked. I've always, I moved out when I was like, like 16. Like I moved out, I was gone. I moved to Australia. I moved to like, I've never been at home. So it's definitely difficult for me. I moved into an apartment in Toronto that I loved. It was like my first apartment by myself. It was so cute, not rent controlled, going up $500 every single year. That's not including parking or utilities. So it was definitely really tough and I couldn't get ahead. Like I couldn't save, I couldn't get ahead. So I had to move back home, which was really difficult, like very hard, uh, but I wanted to save on rent. So that was kind of step one. And that was a huge sacrifice because I went from living downtown Toronto to Oakville. Um, so yeah, huge, huge, huge sacrifice. Huge lifestyle change. Yeah, exactly. Lots of lots more driving now, like commuting, but taking the bus every time that I don't need to use my car, that's another thing. Like I I'm I have a completely different lifestyle now. Um, but now I can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel that I will be able to get my first place. Um, I dyed my hair from blonde back to brown. I love my blonde hair, but I'm naturally a brunette, so I didn't have to keep it up all the time. It was 400 every, let's say, two months. So it was a lot. And then getting my nails done. I don't get my nails done anymore. Um, and yeah, just just little things, but they do add up. Um, and really focusing on my credit and uh, like saving, putting aside what I would send, spend on rent aside like just little things but I know now I basically have like a clearer vision and I know that I'm going to get to that next step which is before I couldn't really see it because I was just drowning in bills and debt so Mm -hmm. yeah and I I can appreciate the step back in independence that you feel when you move back in um, with your parents but really when I'm looking at my clients that's where all their money is going is to rent. And if there's a sacrifice, you can, that is not an option for everybody, obviously, but if there's a sacrifice you can make Mm -hmm. in the interim to get to that goal, I think that's a, it's a worthwhile sacrifice and you're preaching to the choir recession (laughs) things. It's, I just showed her my nails. They are also undone, but this is not (laughs) a video podcast. So we're all good. (laughs) So, and so you mentioned, um, the three, actually the three ways that you get qualified on a mortgage down payment, employment or self-employment income for Mm -hmm. you and credit. So Mm -hmm. those are the three areas that you need to be maintaining and improving to obtain home ownership. So I think those were very succinct um, pieces of advice. Um, So when we talk about mortgage qualification, do you have clients who you work with who can't currently qualify for a mortgage, who, who are kind of getting getting to that place? Um, yes, but like, I like that there's always options like the, the 
crappiest option would be doing private. So that is always an option and it's always a short-term option. So they could do private for a little bit just to get their foot in the door. And then we can switch them over to probably a B or a lender. But yeah, I feel like again, where there's like, there's always a way to do it. You just have to figure out the right strategy. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not the cheapest, but it's just getting, getting your foot in the door. And I feel like getting your first property too, that's like um, the biggest feat. And then from there you can pull equity, you can refinance, you have a little bit more creativity at that point. Well, we're talking about Canadian real estate, right? So the equity is just building and building, even if it builds a little bit more slowly right now, it's still building. Yeah, yeah, the the first property is the most difficult to obtain, but then it does the work for you. And especially if it's more than one unit in your property, it's a multifamily, if you can rent out a portion of it, if you can employ the birth strategy while you're still living in a unit, like all of those things, it just kind of opens up your options. And I like that you mentioned um, the three tiers of financing that are available to home buyers because people don't know that they can go elsewhere other than the bank. And also that more independent mortgage agents have access to all three tiers, which is helpful. But it is useful to remember that if you want to use alternative products, so for example, something that's not an A lender, then you're going to need a 20% down payment, which may take a little bit longer, but then also that 20% down payment in Northern Ontario may look a little bit different than the 20% down payment in the GTA. So that brings me to mindset because that is one thing that I was very impressed with, even scrolling through um, all the content that you put out. Um, you have such a wide open mindset. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. And I think that is, you find that more in entrepreneurial people, mm-hmm. But but yours, like it's on 10. You have this podcast where you're exploring all these different strategies. You're not like locked into one fixed way of thinking. And I think, well, maybe you can tell me a little bit about how that served you in the industry. Uh, mindset. Well, number one, make it till you make it because sometimes your mindset is going to take a hit. I've definitely been in ruts in this industry, in other industries. I've always, again, never had like a stability of like a nine to five. So it's been hard, but I, I do really care about mindset. Like something I do every morning is gratitude, affirmation, um, reading my vision statement. I've always had a vision statement. Um, and I think what gets me through hard times is just like knowing that vision statement, like, like very, very well. Cause sometimes when it's, you can't see that future vision, like around you, you can really like imagine it. And I just, I know, like, I think I just have confidence in the fact that I know that I'm going to get to my goals. Like I know it, even if I can't see it, I know it. So yeah, that's how I've kind of stayed strong. Even when I can't see it, I do have like this like confidence or faith that I am going to get to my goals, like no matter what, even when it's hard, because there are a lot of obstacles for sure. Absolutely. And your goals are long, 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 like long-term, right? Yes. So that I think has, that that puts into perspective even more, like you can't see it. It's not, it's not right there, but you're doing (laughs) small actionable things. And also with your podcast, what I want to commend you on is you're surrounding yourself with people who are doing it. So that's one piece of advice that I give to um, my clients and people who ask me about finances is get in rooms or mm-hmm. like Google Meets or Zoom <laughs> conferences, right? Um, where there are people who are doing the things that you want to do. If Huge. people are saying that you can't do it, that's because they can't do it. You can do it. You just need to find new people to surround yourself with. So yeah. um, can you tell me how the podcast came to be? This is, sorry, first time home buyers. This is just because I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. Uh, it came to be because I want to be around like-minded people and um, want to ask 
questions that I want to ask. So I was always listening to bigger pockets and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it was a lot of men, which is totally fine. I don't care. I just didn't hear of a lot of like female investors. Um, and yeah, and just asking questions I didn't really care about. So I wanted to start my own podcast to be around like like-minded women, women in real estate and ask the questions that I want to ask. And it's funny, like we were talking about this before, but like the way that my podcast started, I was asking a lot of like very basic questions. And now just being around those people asking questions, I have more like of an understanding. Now my podcast is probably going to get more like detailed in the questions that I'm ask asking. So you learn a lot just from being around the right people. And yeah, I want to ask the questions I want to ask. I wanted to give um, female, like female real estate investors a platform and then also talk about like the GTA specifically because a lot of the podcasts were based in like the States and stuff. So it wasn't really relevant to Canadians. Mm -hmm. So do yeah. you have, I'm curious, uh, do you have first time home buyers coming to you who are expressing um, a want to get into investing? Like, do you have people who are already thinking about that when they're buying their first condo? Um, no. So I kind of look at all my clients as investors though. Like I, like that's what I yes. do. Um, but also for first time home buyers, a lot of them, yeah, aren't looking at, uh, investing, but I'll always like, if they're looking at a condo, I'll be like, Oh, maybe you should get a locker and a parking spot so you can rent that out and help with your mortgage payments. So I think like also the podcast, I think I do work with a lot of first time home buyers, but the podcast is more of like a hobby for me because I wanted to learn about investing. I, most of my clients, I have like some investors, but mostly like first time home buyers. So yeah, but I do kind of look at them as uh, investors. <laughs> Absolutely. And as you grow and your clientele grows and then their their options grow, but kudos to you for giving, for showing them that it's uh, it's kind of like a, a holistic strategy. It's not just your home. Yeah. It can also be part of your wealth building strategy. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. um, so Alexandra, I'm going to give you uh, some time to share your socials and oh, tell yeah. us where we can find Cashflow Queens. Great podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where can we find you? Awesome. So yeah, I'm Team Toronto um, on Instagram. I'm Team Toronto on Facebook. I'm Team Toronto underscore on TikTok. Uh, you should definitely follow me on TikTok. Everyone's always yelling at me on there. It's pretty fun. Um, and then Cashflow Queens is on Spotify right now and YouTube. My YouTube is Team Toronto. Yeah, Team Toronto too. <laughs> so Brilliant. yeah, find me there. I uh, post my podcast on um, Spotify, but then I also do have like video recordings. So it's kind of fun, but yeah. <laughs> great. And yeah, lots of great content there, especially if you're investment minded. And if you're a female, you will definitely hear a voice or a vo voice like yours um, on the podcast. Lots of diversity there, which we appreciate. So thank you for all the content, Alexandra, and for spending time with me. I so appreciate it. Yay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That was fun. Beyond, no problem. Being a guest. Okay. <laughs>